This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Explore New Jersey in every season. From 130 miles of sunny shorelines to waterfalls, rivers, and majestic mountainsides, visit the East Coast's most scenic parks, iconic venues, and historic landmarks. Discover artistic places and inspiring spaces, gaming, nightlife, views of center stage, and true New Jersey adventures that go on for days. Plan your itinerary today at visitnj.org. Thanks for listening to The Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. A good win against Forrest, a narrow defeat against Bradford. No one would have guessed a certain Mr Bond would be the villain against the Bees on Tuesday night, though. But we move on to a busy period as the Reds face three teams in seven days. We'll have the full lowdown on Blackburn, Birmingham, right here on the Reds Report with Steve Andrews and Carlo van der Watering. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Bit different today, Steve, because my music don't work. We said technical difficulties. We just keep getting them, don't we? And it played before, didn't it? Do you want to sing "Frankie Goes to Hollywood"? Two you really tribes. want me to? Well, maybe. No, not, let's maybe. leave it. <laughs> um, first of all, how are we doing on this Thursday? All right, mate. All, all right. right, still tier three, but it's better than a full lockdown, and we we get in there, aren't we? Yeah. Hopefully. Well, it's to be hoped. I sort of had a little hope that maybe in December we could have some sort of well. A bit of a crowd at Oakwell, but it looks like um, tier three. So, so no live football for us Not yet. Um, in um, in December. But a busy period ahead. Um, oh, yeah. Three matches in a week. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we've got two matches to review as well. So, I think we might as well start with that straight away, haven't we? Yeah, so, dive in. Um, this time, you keep saying dive in. You know, what's your language? Easy, <laughs> Easy um, tiger. This time last week, we were sat here. We were talking about Forest. Um, 
who have a, I think, a seasoned manager, really good manager, quality all over the pitch, really, but they've been struggling. Yeah. And um, maybe, you know, whether deserved or not, but a good 2-0 victory for the Reds. Oh, definitely. And a, and a huge morale booster that, come after, that came after sort of two weeks of no activity at all because of the international break. So Valerian uh, Ismail decided to stay with the same 11 that played the last match before the uh, international break. That seems to be his favourite team at the moment, doesn't it? Those 11, he seems to stick by him. Yeah, it's nice to see, uh, not swapping and changing. Uh, it's nice to see that although he's not been here very long, he, he seems to know what he wants uh, and what his players are going to give him. Um, and yeah, I mean, cracking cracking game, played really, really well, I thought, uh, all of it pitch. Yeah. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do it now. Gaetan took away, I thought Chaplin had one of his best games. Oh, hold on, hold on. That is recording. So yeah, I that's what I thought. And no, I thought he did. I thought he played some really good he had good vision he played some really good balls um, and had a really good game he seemed far more effective than I have seen him play I mean I've, I've, I've never criticised work rates but it was what came from it that sometimes left a bit of a question mark you could see him running around and chasing down but then when he got a chance it was sort of scuffed high whatever but he he seemed to be far more effective against Forest. Do you think that's maybe something that has been worked on? Because he is a regular starter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's the same with quite a few players. They seem to have uh, taken Valerian's ethos or whatever you want to call it on board, his training methods. I know it's been mentioned that he's, he's quite a hard taskmaster in training, um, which is obviously good for him and, and they're reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. Um, during the match then, um, he made he, he's making full use of the fact that we can have five substitutions, which is something really good to see. So some of the players that normally sit on the bench do you know are involved on a regular basis. It was nil nil. Um, he took Alex Mowat off. Now I don't think that's anything that Alex did, but I think he wanted some new impetus in that midfield. And he, by bringing uh, Odor on, it yep. meant Styles could come into the middle. And what a goal that was oh, by it him! Were, it was fantastic, weren't it? And I've got to say with my footballing knowledge stop laughing uh, that I did call the Moit substitution me and my son were watching it uh, a couple of minutes before to bring a door on and put Styles into midfield so I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that I, th- I think I'm you sure should it, you don't get enough credit I don't days. get enough credit me mate no not at all especially not at home but don't, don't tell <laughs> her will you listening Shh, Alex don't tell her. Um, but no uh, you know what a cracking strike that were. It, were. it were brilliant. And another contender for, for goal of the month. Yeah, so Mowat got the uh, November yeah. goal of the month. Uh, no, October. 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 Yeah. So the November one, I mean, if Styles is not one of the show, on the shortlist, there's, there's something, something wrong with it because it was really, really yeah, yeah. good. Um, so uh, we're one nil up. And um, like we say, it was an absolute worldy by Styles. Didn't leave it there. Had to had to go and finish it off. And again, in, in, in quite a bit of style because the whole team almost involved, wasn't it? It was nice to see him still pushing. Yeah. And I think that's what Valerian's doing now. He's making it that they are pushing forward for 90 minutes. Um, you know, Woodrow picked ball up, laid it off, picked it up again and bump. Bob's your uncle and it's him back at net. Yeah. Uh, what I did like to see as well when... Um, Go on, tell me his name now, because he's fantastic super sub. Victor oh, Arabaye. There you go. <laughs> uh, do you know, it's this old age, mate. It's a shocking state of affairs, isn't it? Well, in, in seven years' time, that'll be me. Oh, so. <laughs> oh thanks ever so much. Uh, but it was nice to see a Barnsley striker. He got the ball, he ran down that red right wing, and the defender came across, 
and just bounced off him. Yeah. And it was just great to see something like that strong. And, it, you know, I've got to be honest, he's pushing for a start, that lad. Well, that, that, was, that was the question because um, he obviously brought him on. He, he spoke before about, you know, we had all the Balotelli stuff, um, talking about free agents, but it has to be people. He says then the need wasn't so big with the re-emergence of, of Victor Adebayejo. From what you've seen, I'll give you my opinion first, and this is just a personal opinion, he looks more of a footballer. He, he don't look as lightweight. He looks like he can, he, he, he can strike it, he can hold it. Is he the target man maybe we have been looking for, or does he lack in height, do you think? Uh, no, I don't think he lacks in height. Uh, I don't know how tall he is, to be quite honest. Um, but he's another one that seems to have taken, you know, whatever advice has been given to him since Valerian's come in, and you can see you can see a definite improvement in him. Um, and like I say, for me now, he, he surely is pushing for a start. Yeah, but he has to, doesn't it? Um, all over the pitch, there was a, a, a huge togetherness, I thought. So when we lost the ball, like, it's the Bowsley style now, isn't it? We hunt in packs and, and, and we force the opponent into making a mistake. I was asked by the Forest Ramble lads, who we heard from last week, what the key point was in the game. And to me, I mean, we spoke about it. And I think the substitution allowed us to continue that high pressing yep. and, and the fact that Adebayejo came on, the fact that styles were moved into the um, into the middle. We, we, we never have to give in, do we? I mean, a, a lot of teams might start like the Clappers, and, and but no other team I, that I've seen can continue that for 90 minutes. And the fitness of this team, well, for as long as I've been following the Reds, I think this is one of the fittest team physical-wise that we've had in a long time because... It demands it, doesn't it? That style that that, that, that uh, Ismail plays demands that ninety minutes pressing oh, yeah. and hunting down. Yeah. He want he wants that high press yeah. all all the way all the way from uh, from the very first minute right up to the very end. And previously, you know, it's got to seventy seventy five or so, and we've we sort of sat back and, and and we're tired. But since he's come in, he's demanding that. Yeah. It's obviously in his nature. And he obviously gets what he wants. Yeah. Uh, and so they are continuing that, and you can see that in the fitness. It's got to be one of the fittest sides we've had for a long, long time. Mm. But you look at you look at all of it pitch. I wrote down, uh, as I do on my little bit of paper. You do. Uh, you know, who could have been man at match? It could have been literally any one of them. Yeah. Literally any one of them. Anderson showed great, I thought, great intelligence during the game. Knockout, I mean, knockout, fantastic player. But you know, he, he he kept him quiet for most of the game. Alt back three he did, um, but Walton all the way through. They all had a really really good game. If I had a man at match, I've got to say it'd be Valerian. To be quite honest, because that substitution, <laughs> what a master stroke that were, and he got us three points. Let's talk about Walton because we, we we've talked a lot about. Uh, Kellen Britton about you know the reemergence of Victor Adebayejo, Woodrow scoring you know from open play. Um, Jack Walton, when we uh, faced at the feed midweek away at Cardiff, there were some worries amongst fans that you know because that can dent your confidence. You're on a bit of a run, and then bang, you get three against you. He's probably the most reliable keeper I've seen for quite some time. I know Adam Davis was a fantastic keeper, but there were always worries about his distribution. And I know sometimes, you know, Walton will kick it, and, and I think it was the other day he went straight to their keeper. But we don't often see you going into the West End or the East End like like we did with Davis. All round, we've got a big promise on our hands there. It's, it's besides maybe Odor and Stas, is that where the next sort of payoff is for Barnsley FC? Because he's, he's, he's an academy graduate. 
um, is, is he establishing himself as a really, really good championship keeper? Uh, I think he's already established himself as that. I think he's proved that he's, he's the number one choice now for Ishmael. Mm. Um, on his performances of at last, since since I mean, Cardiff were a rick, we know that. Mm. But since then, he has been probably the most con- consistent performer for the team. Even against Brentford when, you know, let's be honest, it were a little bit disappointing at times, he was still there, still making saves. For me, he's, he's definitely our number one keeper and he's, he's proving to be one of the best keepers in Championship, definitely. Um, interesting fact that when Mowat went off, Solbauer um, also was like vice-captain, I suppose, because yeah. the airman yeah, keeps going to him. Again, I, th- I always think when they're not being mentioned a lot, they're doing the job on the yeah. uh, those those yeah. three at the back. I mean, Helic, Anderson, and Solbauer, those three at the back. It's been for some time now. Um, you sometimes forget we've still got somebody like Halmer that could potentially slot in there as well. Yeah, uh, you can't see such as Halmer getting a look in at the minute. No. We talked about him last week. He's obviously doing good things, uh, but when you've got the back three we have that are, again consistent performers. Week in, week out. Saul Bauer as vice captain, nailed on. Got to be nailed on. Um, you know, they've got the odd rick in them. We've, we've spoken about that as well. But they are showing more intelligence now in the play, in what they're doing. If it needs to go in Rose Ed, it's going in Rose Ed. And that's all we want. Yeah. The decision making is there as well a lot better, isn't it? Because we don't always see it come out from the back. Sometimes there is that ball. Um, where we, you know, we kick it over halfway, and, and we all push forward to try and push the opponent back in their own half, so they can't can't play it out. Um, I mean, you mentioned Bradford. Obviously, you know, the Forest. That's that's three times we faced Forest in the space of a few months because we played them towards the end of last season. We played them in the EFL Cup earlier on this season, yeah. and now again, um, that's three home wins against Forest. Three times they failed to score. Yeah. Um, so all was good in the Barnsley camp following Saturday, yep. knowing then that obviously we had a, we had another game on Tuesday night against Brentford. Now, looking at what happened last season against Brentford, that last sort of that great escape, similar goal, um, Brentford was always seen as as one of those um, clubs, I suppose, that were going to challenge. They lost some really key players. But they replaced uh, the, the, the striker, for instance, Watkins, with, um, I think, 10 million they played for Ivan Tony. Now, a lot of Barnsley players don't raid Ivan Tony, um, but he showed on Saturday Barnsley maybe why he's worth Barnsley that. supporters, not Barnsley players. Sorry, Barnsley supporters. Sorry, um, that old age, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, today. seven years, remember. Um, <laughs> and, and he showed on, on Saturday, sorry, on, on Tuesday night in a game that I thought we cancelled each other out at times. We didn't create much, but we did stop them at times. He only had one really, really good chance and he was there. Was that a fantastic goal by Tony or bad marking by also maybe a bit of both? Yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, zonal marking, some people are for it, some people are against it. Personally, I don't like zonal marking. Um, he got away He got away from Styles. Yeah. Helic went for it, never happened. Uh, set piece, bump, and it's him back at net. One chance, that's all you need. And sometimes, you know, you can pay big money for a player that will do nothing for 89 minutes, but then for that one minute, it's in back at net. And, you know, that's where your, your instinct is, I suppose. Yeah, uh, at the start of the season, saw a lot of um, fans on social media sort of arguing 10 million for Ivan Tony, but I suppose he's worth 10 million to a team that's willing to pay or can spend. When you think about Watkins and um, the other player that sold to West Ham. Ben Rama. Yeah. They've got 
almost 50 up million for both of them. So then 10 million is a drop of the ocean. It means they can they can bank the 40 million. Obviously, they've got a new stadium as well. And he seems to have slotted in, you know, really, really, really good. We weren't our usual self, though, on, on, on Tuesday night. I mean, uh, possession-wise, we did very little with it. We didn't create that many chances. I think the corner count, was it like 12 to 2 yeah. or something? It was still the same team as um, as, as the, the, the the team that won 2-0 against Forrest. Was it the opposition that sort of cancelled us out? Was it just a bad day at the office? What, 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 what? Let's face it, Brentford are a good side. They played some lovely football. They were, they were sharp. They were quick on break. They played as a, as a own game to a certain extent with, with closing us down. Yeah. However, you know, Ishmael obviously decided that we weren't pressing as hard as we, we normally do yeah. um, because we didn't nope. and you know it, it, it was a it was a poor performance there wasn't really anybody apart from Walton who you could say stood out as your you know sort of a man of the match sort of thing you know it, it was just one of them games we did cancel each other out it was poor defending for a set piece that let them score but you know it it's one of them games that you're going to come up against these teams. I expect Brentford to be up near top at top of the table come the end of the season. They've got a lot of quality in there. Some of their players, you know, as I say, made us look quite ordinary at times. But then again, some of our players were very quiet. I thought, you know, I thought Moy and Matty James both were, were fairly quiet on yeah. on Tuesday night. Um, we looked a bit jittery. I thought at times. I thought we looked scared, especially when they were attacking with pace. Yeah. Um, you know, it it was just one of them. It was a sloppy day at the office more than anything else. Passing wise, were, if you looked at stats, I think it was something like fifty percent, fifty six percent passing accuracy. I ain't being funny. That that's poor in anybody's book. It is, but it's also a huge compliment to the team that against a, a side like Brentford, that everybody's tipping to be up there or thereabouts. We matched them for the. I mean, we gifted them sort of like one goal, um, but that, that's only one. And I know the Brentford manager was full of compliments, and they, and let's let's don't get me wrong, they often are. But he actually spoke about that it's it's really hard to play. Is it because actually Brentford are very similar to us? They like the ball on the floor. They like to. Was it just maybe a little bit more quality, maybe a bit, little bit more pedigree, maybe, or was it ju- just one of those nights where we did a few things right, but also a few things that didn't quite work out, and they got the chance and, and converted it? Yeah, I think they have got quality. Uh, I think we've got quality now yeah. and we've proven that um, but you've got to look at intensity wise I think they pushed more than we did yeah. I think in, in some respects they wanted it more than, than than we did I don't know if that's right the right thing to say but they, they did at times um, I think at times as well we looked as though we were chasing shadows to a certain extent but one of the things that, that stood out for me was to get out of trouble, we were knocking. We started knocking long balls, yeah. But it wasn't sticking because, again, you know, we ain't got that big target, man. But it wasn't sticking up front. Forwards weren't holding it. Whereas when Brentford wanted the out ball, that quick attack, they had it. Yeah. You know, somebody made a run or they got an out ball for somebody to play it too. They didn't play that many long balls, but when they did knock a long ball. It stayed where it was supposed to be, which gave them chance then to you know to get up to get up front and uh, and have a go. On the whole, a disappointing evening, a disappointing result. When you look at the lessons to be learned, actually matching a team like Brentford shows 
that as 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 a team or as a club, we're making huge progress. Yeah, I think we are making huge progress. I mean, that's what two losses are to six games. Yeah. Um, and you could ask, you know, people are going to say, you know, you can argue, referee was poor. Referee was poor. Let's be honest about it. Uh, Ari couldn't see that. Uh, he's either not got his contact lenses in or he wants to get his send down a spec savers next week because that were definite handball. Yeah. But there's no point mourning about it now. It's been, it's gone. Yeah, it should have been a point. Well, hopefully it should have been a point. You never know, they might have come back up and scored afterwards. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so you can moan about it as much as you want. Yeah, it were poor. I've seen on Twitter this week as well that people are saying, should we have VAR in championship? That sort of thing. <sighs> you know, swings and roundabouts, if you want the old cliche, innit? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, he often lurks in the background and saves the world without us even knowing that he really existed. But yeah, Mr Bond... Um, for somebody whose job it is to spot these things, being 25 feet away, straight in front of him, VAR, I don't know, I, I am, I'm still in favour of some sort of explanation, questions, interviews of referees, because... You can't, though, can you? They're untouchable. Well, I, I've said it before on this show. It, to me, it's always felt like the, the, the part of the royal family. Like, you can't question what they do, can you? No. And um, I know there was a trial, and we're going over old ground here, there was a trial in Holland, and it was three or four years ago, where after every match, you know, like, the, the, the managers of the clubs have got almost like in the contract because of the TV money, that they have to face the cameras and face the questions in the post-match post press conference. Um, but referees did as well. And in a match where there wasn't much going off, there wasn't much to be asked. But in a match like this, and I know it's it's you know it's a championship, but a point can make a huge difference. And when it's as blatant as that, yeah, that's that's the it's disappointing, that's isn't it? That somebody who gets it. a decent allowance for being a referee in this division, and, and I've always said, um, and I would say, if you make a mistake at work, that will impact somebody down the line, won't it? Yeah, you know what I mean? If if I make a mistake, there'll be an impact and probably a fine down the line. But he could turn up, get his match fee. For refereeing a match and do it poorly, and there is really there is no. You never you, you never see that openness with refs. No. Um, you you know if if he'd have come out at, at the end of the game and said for whatever reason he didn't give that handball, fair enough. At least he's explained himself. Yeah, you but can you, agree with the decision or not, but what we can't agree with is not knowing why. If not you know what I mean. speak, and not actually saying anything at all, and you just think, yet yeah, again, referees. Untouchable. Can yeah. I just say, Herbie Kane was 22 this week. Herbie Kane's never been 22. <laughs> we were 22 when he were born. <laughs> so it was a bad night at the office. We're going to see if this works, because while Fingers Steve be talking, I've been looking at the music. Um, a bad day at the office on Tuesday night. We're now looking forward to Saturday when we go away to Blackburn, followed by an away trip to Birmingham. And you know, when you get knocked down, there's only one thing you can do.
Lads Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Chumbawamba. Top thumping, whatever that means these days. But, uh, yeah, we have to play it, because obviously um, Valerian and Ismail will look at decide to bounce back from that defeat against uh, Brentford when they go to Ewood Park to face uh, an informed Blackburn. Very informed. Uh, since October, the last game, they lost 2-0 to Swansea, but since then, drawn draw with Middlesbrough, won, beat QPR 3-1, drew with Luton and beat Preston 3-0. So, uh, yeah, definitely a team that's... Uh, got a little bit of form at the minute which not unlike us because if you look at the last six you know we've only lost the two don't we um looking at, at the last two matches and looking ahead do you think it's time to maybe look at if, if, if he talks about Victor Adebayo and he keeps putting him on we know that um James seems to be coming off around 60 minutes maybe not fully match fit I mean I don't know would you maybe reverse that I maybe start with an Adebayo and maybe keep a chaplain on the bench or a, to, to make that change later or do you actually say well you know what you don't want to make too many changes just after one defeat because it was a 1-0 loss we weren't playing off the park No looking at last two games if I was going to change anything yeah I think uh, Big Vic does deserve a start to be honest let's see what he can do for a you know 60, 65, 70 minutes if I was going to bring him in for anybody I would probably swap him in for Freezer because I think he's the only one over the last two games you know I'm not going to say he's been poor as such but he's not really he's not really you know lit anything up so I would for me I would possibly say you know let let Big Rick have a run and, yeah. and put the freezer on bench There's no need to make mega changes is there because actually he's no. going well we, no. we shouldn't be um, you know I, I got a message from Billy from Besotted after the match actually you know to say well, you're off day, we've played teams in form that didn't play as well as you do. So you're not looking to make mega changes because players build confidence by playing through these defeats and showing that the, the better than the, you know the, the better than that. And um, do, do you think this home and away business with the you know I know we put the flags up in in, in the Ponty end, there is still no advantage of being at home. Is there, maybe besides your changing room, but there is not a real. Whereas before, so if, if we were to go to Blackburn and let's say, you know, we bring 1,800, 2,000 fans, but, you know, you've got tens and tens of thousands of them, there is always that home advantage, the 12th man that everybody keeps talking about. Yeah. It's not really there at the moment no, for anybody, is I it? Don't, I don't think it's there at minute at all. Um, yeah, it's a different stadium that you're playing in. Like you say, you might get a, a crap dressing room, I suppose. Um, but no, because that, them fans aren't there, you're not getting... Let's face it, you're not getting abuse no. uh, when your ball goes out for a throw and ball goes out for a corner. You're not getting people shouting at you, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that doesn't affect the, the attitude or the concentration of players. Um, maybe they, I don't know, is it a daft thing? They could concentrate better when people aren't shouting and balling. Or does it make them play better mm. when they've got somebody shouting in the rear? I don't know. But I, I can't see there being personally that much of a, a difference whether you play at home or away. No. Um, any specific danger man for Blackburn? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, we know him very well, Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, he had a, a really good spell with us. You know, he's one of them players. I wish we could have kept him. 
Um, you know, I don't want to hark back, but that goal at Preston that everybody still waxes waxes lyrical about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a box of tissues goal. That one, it really is. What, uh, anyway, I'll ask you that when we go off air. What you want the tissues? <laughs> <laughs> Easy to anyway. But yeah, I mean, they've got a couple. Uh, Joe Rothwell, which we've we've seen. Yeah. You know, we know. He's been uh, he's been he's been alone as well, hasn't he? Rothwell towards yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry Chapman didn't we have Harry Chapman yes, from Middlesbrough did. at one time yeah that we did. seems to you know and then Daniel Ayala who was at Middlesbrough uh, defender Bradley Dark again you know they've got quite a few quality all journey, over the pitch journeymen if you yeah. want so they've got you know they've got a decent side and they had rough times a few years ago with the, with their owners and stuff like that but they seem to have settled down and uh, Tony Morbury seems to have got a decent side together and again. Key for Barnsley to start off as we mean to go on. When you know you, you look back at the things like the Cardiff matches, some of the other matches, if if we can um, impose ourselves all over the pitch onto the opponent, we, we can make it really, really, really difficult for them, can't we? We know Adam Armstrong's got the pace, but he hasn't got the height, has he? He's no. not like when you know when when we went to Cardiff and marking Key for Moore, who's very much in form, is it is a different box of biscuits than, than marking Adam Armstrong, isn't it? Because he's small. Did you like that? <laughs> I like that. Different box of biscuits. Wow. I just, you know, M&S, I like them up with him. I just don't oh, know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is going to be a different sort of game. Um, I think because of Adam Armstrong, yeah, he's not very tall, but he is a very intelligent striker. Whoever ends up marking him, whether it'll be you know, uh, Anderson, Solbauer or Hellick or whether they, they swap and change. They're going to have to be aware of him. They're going to have to be on, on top form uh, to keep him quiet, definitely. Yeah. Um, before we close this preview, then we'll play some music. Um, I tell you what, before we even um, think about Birmingham, score prediction then for Blackburn. Score prediction for Blackburn. Um, do you know what? I think we will bounce back again because I think Ishmael will. He demands re- it, doesn't he? He'll revert back to pressing a little bit more. I think which he he had us you know holding back from Brentford because Brentford are a different side. Yeah. I think it might be a bit of a a bit of a battle in midfield against Blackburn to be quite honest. But I can see us going there and uh, I can see us going there and getting something. But I, I don't think there'll be a lot of goal. I think it will be more of a battle. Um, I'd like to say one nil to us. So there's. Not many goals, but if they were all scored, it's in our favour. Um, I actually agree with you. Um, Do you? Think, yes. Are you sure? I know, it's You've recording as well. Again, I'll give you a copy. <laughs> no, I actually agree with you. I think sometimes when things go wrong, right, you can win a match and, and be lucky or whatever, but I think when things go wrong, you then look why it went wrong and you can improve. And I think he'll use the Brentford because... Like we weren't as effective. I think we did the basics right, but that's where it sort of stayed. It was very much a midfield battle because they play quite similar to us. And, and listen, they, they they had some real quality. So I think um, if you're a Blackburn fan and you look at the match on uh, last Tuesday, you probably think, "Oh, we'll take these." Um, no, I, I tell you what, I'll go for a two-one away win. Just they ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs>
Sports Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. The number one indie bar in Barnsley. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no power, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no fame, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. One more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for. Twenty-one minutes to six. You're listening to the vibe. This is the Reds Report live at five every Thursday with Steve and Carlo discussing everything Barnsley FC. But that's only if I turn the microphones on. <laughs> it does um, help, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? It tends to help a lot. People I talk like being at home. That we're talking to myself for two minutes. <laughs> talk about technical issues. Half the time I forget to press the button. Um, just before we look at uh, at, at Birmingham. Blackburn, you said, very much in form, but in fairness, there are only a couple of places above us, aren't there? They're in 12th. We're 18 points. We've got 16, I believe. So it's only a couple of points, isn't it? So they're on the recent run, but they've obviously didn't start that well and now I've got that well, no, uh, together. 13 games won 5 drawn 3 lost 5 so you'd look at that and think you know fairly steady but yeah they're in just on a bit of a run at the minute yeah so um, 
the games are coming thick and fast. Yeah. So Saturday away at Blackburn, followed by a Tuesday night trip to Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. How are they doing? 17th, 15 points just underneath us. Um, you actually look at their 13 games, 1-3 drawn, 6 lost, 4. So nothing to write home about there. And last few games, uh, lost to Wickham. Lost to Bournemouth, uh, drew at Coventry and drew at Luton, and they've got Millwall on Saturday, which is always always a battle, isn't it? Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, Millwall are just top ten under, so yeah. they, they 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 seem to be doing okay. Um, when we think of Birmingham, the first always comes into my head is is Mark Roberts, who yep. obviously left for a, a healthy sub. Um, do we know if he's playing? Is he, is he playing regular uh, for him? Yeah, or? I think I saw Birmingham the other night, and I think he was playing. Right. So I'm guessing he's back in back in the fold yeah. under uh, under Karanka. Um, not as not as many. I'm not so well known players, but the ones that stood out for me: uh, George Friend, uh, experience, uh, and Scott Organ up front. Who, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He, you was he a Villa for a while? Did he go for big money to Villa? Yeah, uh, you know, he, he were promising big things, um, yet to produce, I believe. But you know, always a threat. Yeah. Um, so besides, do and, and again, they're sort of like on the. The journeyman almost side, and they've been yeah. to a lot of clubs. I know Hogan was it a Rochdale where he sort of made his name and, and scored for fun. They went for big money and never he did score for Villa. In fact, I'm pretty sure he scored against us, but never really made it in no. that sort of at that level, did he? No. Uh, obviously sold when they went um, uh, when they went up to the, to the Premier League and now um, playing his trade at Birmingham. For us, it don't matter who we play, do we? We 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 have our own game plan and we stick to it. Home, away, whatever. We you know it don't matter if we play you know Liverpool in January in the FA Cup mm. or we play Birmingham away on a Tuesday night. Our game plan and our form of tactics have pretty much stay the same, don't they? I think Ishmael's got his plan. From what you hear coming out at club from players, etc. He's he's doing it the way he wants to do it, mm. which is which is you know nice to hear. Um, he's obviously tweaking the odd odd thing, which he did on, at Brentford, obviously. Um, but I think it is very much it is now his team, and it, they will play how he wants them to play. And no, I don't. I don't fear anybody now uh, in 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 the Championship. I don't think. I think we can put a fight up against anybody. Uh, I think we can lose against anybody. Yeah. The same, you know, it, it's it's one of them things, but. The way that he started and the the seeds is sown in the younger players. Uh, no, now matron. Uh, what? Well, no, no, every time you've got to lower it, haven't you? Which is always nice. Um, but you know, he's 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 having a difference. And yeah. I, I know there were there were critics of him when he came in. We don't know him. Another foreign manager. Blah blah blah. Usual stuff. But I don't think there's anybody now that can't say, oh, hold on a minute, these first few games, I'm quite impressed with what I'm watching. Yeah, I'll tell you what, what uh, gained him a lot more fans as well. I think it was after the Nottingham Forest match, uh, Barnsley Brass, um, it's like a charity group, Brass Bands, uh, put on... Are you going to blow his own trumpet? Well, they, 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 put on, they put on Twitter to become a patron and for certain rounds of money, you got different things. And he actually quoted a tweet and put, I'll donate. And I think for, you know, a French-Iranian manager of our team that's been here, well, a couple of months, because um, brass band music is important to, to, to South York, and to Barnsley particularly, the roots with the, the oh. you know, the, 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 the pits and everything. That's how you quickly make friends, don't you? It, 
let's face it, years ago, I mean, God, when I were a, when I were a kid, I played in a band myself. Um, Did they have bands and instruments at that time? Uh, it was triangle, mate. That's all it was, a little <laughs> bit of bent metal. Um, but no, I mean, that was it. Every every town that had a pit had a band yeah. uh, because it was a social, it was a social thing. People got together um, and, you know, you went out, you did competitions, you did concerts, you know, and... As the pits closed, unfortunately, the bands went as well. How did we get on to talking about brass bands? I, I know, but, but it's, it's true what you say because when I talked to my wife about sort of her growing up in Barnsley, it was brass bands and majorettes because she did the majorettes yeah. in every area, yeah. the majorettes, and then they went to big competitions and marching. And oh the, God, yeah, it, it was it was a very very big culture. Yeah, um, sort of late 70s, well, before late 70s, I'm on about my, myself, um, but into the 80s, then brass bands and, and your Grimethorpes, your Black Dyke, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Island Alloys from Ireland at one time, Ecclesfield had a, had a, a, a good band. Chapel, whoa, 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 whoa. we're going to Sheffield now, mate. Uh, Steady, Dad. Because no, that's, that's where I was from. <laughs> that's where I were, but there you go. But it, it's great to see that the manager... Um, sort of supporting those local causes because they're important on there and, and we're going through a bit of a when I say depression I think it's more sort of economic and, and with the, 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 the corona crisis and everything it's it's just nice to see him off his own account saying I'll donate yeah. and I think that's and everybody was sort of angry and I think what it does people then look at what he's donating to they might, it might get him a, a couple more quid and um, actually for a manager to, to involve himself in that local sort of culture it's, it's, it's huge for us isn't it because it means it shows, I suppose, that it cares not about the club, but the town, the traditions and everything involved in it. I think it's it, it's going back to your Struber as, uh, and your, you know, your, your managers who, like your Stendhal's as well, who got involved with the community. Yeah, yeah. you know, with Stendhal, it were, you know, he's down at, he's down at Garrison for a, for a pint. <laughs> Obviously, other pubs are available. Um, <laughs> well, not at the moment. No, there's no bugger. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, but, you know, it's, it's showing that willingness to get involved it's showing that interest in a community and a lot of your i suppose your big managers will come into a club and all they're interested in is you know what they're doing on pitch yeah some of them do get involved with communities but it's nice to see somebody come from another country and show an interest in he wants to, he wants to be involved he yeah. wants to relate to the surroundings to the fans so you know we understand him yeah. But as well as he can understand us. Yeah. And and I think on that same note, I saw some tweets going out today um, of the Momentous Football Academy, uh, Martin Devaney, uh, Martin Devaney's Football Academy. And they had a, a question and answer session with Coley Woodrow. And, and it's nice. It's, it's heartwarming stuff, isn't it? Because you've got these youngsters that probably have the Woodrow shirt, dream of being a striker, my play Sunday football, my play for the Momentous Academy. And then being able not being able to go and see your team on a Saturday and have that shirt and you know have the pie and, and everything that goes with the football match to be able to see them on a computer screen and be able to ask questions I think at times like this it's, it's important isn't it to keep the fans engaged with the club because besides turning on I follow and, and whilst I don't want to make it a negative show that has its own issues which we've all experienced yeah. Yeah. It's important that they reach out and do these sort of things. Um, a big, and I have to mention that today news broke that the the Bar Barnsley Football Club are supporting Tony Batty 
Um, the barber on, on Race Common Road. Yep. My barber, I'm proud to say. I know you can't tell because I need to go again. Um, he started a Barnsley toy bank for those families that, you know, I, I've got it really hard and, and um, loads of business got involved in it. and today it was down to Barnsley Football Club are getting behind it as well and it's now a drop-off point. So huge well done to Tony, but again, really good from the club to get involved in those local initiatives. That, that means so much to us. Um, it, it just goes to show how important to the community clubs like Barnsley are and it's, it's it's always worrying when we were talking about the ground uh, a month or so ago about what's going to happen with the ground you know we're fighting as to who's owning it blah 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 this sort of thing you know the club is a major part of of our town and it's a major part of the community and we've got to look after that because they're looking after us and it is and and i think as well during these times it, it's make or break isn't it because it is. i think people can fall out of love with football when you've when you're a season ticket holder and it's nothing against the club because they don't regulate i follow just because you sign up nothing to do with the club it's, it's i follow that do it well it's the efls isn't it but i think if your code don't work and you're missing out on goals and you're not feeling part of it it's important that the club reach out like they are doing to try and keep fans engaged that's all for the Reds Reserved plus I believe you can ask questions to Callum Britton um, and it's those little things that keep people engaged because on a match day when they're warming up they might go and sort of do a signature or yeah. you know so yeah um, back to Birmingham then we know um, again uh, quality all over the field maybe not having a, a, a really good time at the moment they face did you say Millwall Millwall on Saturday uh, oh, on Mill, Saturday. Millwall are, are steady at the minute aren't they they're a bit higher up um, you know, Birmingham, it's always a tough place to go. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about and there being no fans in. Um, I, I haven't got a clue what tier Birmingham's going to be in. Whether I think everybody's, well, it seems that everybody's in tier three except some areas. The whole of London's in tier two, but of course, of course they are because it's London and oh, well. economy is more important there than up north. And I don't want to sound political and I'm not Paston, but it does really. It annoys you, mate, doesn't it? But I, I was looking for other words and then I realised we're live the North, on the radio. The North remembers, mate, don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, you know what? I think we'll go to Birmingham and again, not even on the back of the Blackburn result, I just don't think the Blackburn result, whatever happens, will have any impact on Birmingham. He will still go out with his game plan. He will still go out with similar tactics, it may change the team around a bit, which yeah. I think it, it needs at the minute as a couple of players look a little yeah. bit jaded. Um, but I still think these games are winnable, definitely. So the winnable, just... Uh, do you think, and I know he's not been here long, but do you think he's able to influence players and the play more than maybe Struber was. So with Struber, we sometimes saw that we were in a bit of a run and then when we lost, we lost and we lost and we lost and, we lost, and then we went up again. You know, we lost a card if we won straight back on the bounce. Now we lost a Brentford. He'll be looking to do the same again, you know, on the bounce. Do you think he's got a maybe a bigger influence because players are in their natural position? Do you think he's got a, a better connection with the players that make us say, actually, I think we'll bounce back? Um, they're obviously two different people, aren't they? Struber mm. and Ishmael. Um you can't forget what Struber did for us end of last season, but we all agreed that he was playing players out of position that we didn't like. And I'm not saying Ishmael's not, because I still, you know, Styles is doing really well at that left wing back role, but I still prefer to see him at middle and midfield. But that's that's another thing. But Ishmael just seems to have the way he comes across. He's got a bit more faith in him. 
Right, let's do a forecast then. Score forecast for uh, this is next week. This is next Tuesday. Barnsley away at Birmingham City. So, looking at how we play our game plan, our players look at Birmingham. How, how do you see this one going? Well, I went for the win at Blackburn, yeah, which I think is again, you know, not out of the question at all. I think they will carry that on, and I can see us. Here we go now. We're going to go to Birmingham. We're going to two nil at Birmingham. Very good. So you're quite confident, aren't you? I'm very, it's surprising, isn't it, really? I like it, I like it. Have some more Pepsi Max. Um, So, on Tuesday, Barnsley away at Birmingham. It's the Red Army versus the Blue Army. So the only way we can finish off this preview is with uh, a Seven Nation Army. fans the vibe it is exactly five minutes to six five minutes left of the Reds report on the vibe Stephen Carlo we've done the reviews we've done the previews um, but we could not close a football show without talking about the sad news that reached us I think it was yesterday um, that Maradona has uh, has passed away following a heart attack I believe now footballers come and go Steve yep, um, but 
to me, I mean, you talk about Handegaard and everything else, obviously being Dutch, different for me. But he was just one of the characters in football, the, almost like the bad boys that everybody loved. <laughs> when you talk about George Best, when you talk about Maradona, it, in those days, there was no social media. So they, they had millions of followers, although it wasn't on social media. But they went out. They, the, sex, drugs and rock and roll. Almost, it's like, it? it's our, like our lifestyle. Well, if very much, without the sex, drugs and rock, rock and roll. And roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, geniuses. You, oh, you've got yeah. to say, Maradona, take the under God away. What a fantastic player he was. There's no two Gascoigne, ways sorry, that. another one that Paul I forgot. Paul Gascoigne, yeah. you know, he's had his hard times, luckily still with us. Yeah. Um, but the talent that these, these people had, but it always seems to be that the most talented, the most gifted, you know, they just go, they go too quickly. Robin Williams, a, a prime example of that, yeah. they just go yeah. so quickly. And it is, it's very sad, very sad, because you're losing characters. And I think we've mentioned it before on the show, there are not enough characters no. in the game. No, no way. In any, in any sport, uh, you like to see that, I'll not say that bad boy, but you like to see somebody questioning authority, you know, stick it to the man, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's what... It's what we like to see, and it's what it, what gets us going, sort of thing. Yeah, and it, it makes football interesting to outsiders almost as well, doesn't it? Yeah, because the it. lifestyle that they sort of lead. I mean, you look now at the superstars of football, and two names spring to mind, which are uh, Messi and Ronaldo, and they seem to be maybe besides some tax issues, quite clean. Like, you know what I mean? Are you allowed to mention taxi shoes? Of course I am. Of course I am. I pay mine. Um, so, it, it, you know, it, you look back at that era and, and they were, I mean, Johan Cruyff was forever smoking and, and you, it's, it's just a different, completely generated, different type of football almost, wasn't it? But it's, they were the people that you will always remember. I think at times now football, same as a lot of sports, is becoming a little bit too much, too more sanitised sort of thing. The teching... I mean, you look at the challenges that sort of Vinnie Jones, Graham Souness oh, yeah. used to put in. You know, you can see him every day on Twitter. People are, you know, they go back and you watch it time yeah. and time again. Roy Keane. Yeah. Love to listen to Roy Keane talking on Sky these days. Just and no nonsense. And it's what a football fan thing. wants to hear, isn't it? You just want to see that blood and guts, that yeah. 100% for your club. Because I'm not saying it doesn't mean as much now. That's wrong. But back then... They put everything yeah. on that pitch, be it right, be it wrong, be it clean, be it dirty, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They left everything on that grass and people paid to see that. And I think, you know, is it ever going to come back? No, it's not because no. We, we've just got to that that social aspect now where they're trying to be role models to kids, which is good. Uh, you look at your Beckhams, etc. You know, your role models that you want, but do we not want somebody just to come along and just to lighten the load a little bit you know we, we I mean? do and I think we, you lose that um, those players if you look at and ask, players move on it's so much money orientated these days okay. I mean you, you talk about a Coppinger at, 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 at Donny who's Seems to be there since Godward. There's yeah. not many players that, that that fulfilled ten years, you know, with with the club. Um, so yeah, I think on, on that note, sadly missed. Football genius off the pitch, bit of a wild boy. Uh, sorry, football pitch on the pitch, a wild boy <laughs> off it. Well, yeah, maybe both. You'll be on drugs again. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with another Reds report. Uh, don't forget three matches 
in in seven days. We've got Blackburn away on Saturday, Birmingham away on Tuesday, and next week we'll, we'll be looking forward to the televised game uh, live on Sky. Half five kickoff on a Friday when we play madness. Yeah, when we play uh, Bournemouth. So um, as we're closing, then um, it's it's rest in peace to one of the football legends and besides the hand of God. If you're gonna look back, don't do it in anger. with another Red Report next week. Don't forget, on this Friday, uh, a new episode of uh, the Red Report. It's via YouTube, done by Chris Ridgard. It's called Red Sky. That's coming your way this Friday. Red Sky, keep an eye out on social media. here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights and lag. You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile Home Internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-MoFacts. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Talksport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search Talksport Fan Network.